Thank you, Jesus. All right. We're going to have kids' church today so the kids can go with Grandma. They can be dismissed. And we're going to take up an offering. Amen? Come on down, Grace. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you and I praise you for this day, and I pray your anointing and your blessings. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for everyone here and all the work that they do, and I pray that you would bless each one of them. And I pray, Lord God, that you would bless all those that have been given faithfully to you and to your kingdom. Lord God, I pray, Father, your anointing upon them, and I pray, Father God, for your hands to be upon them. And I thank you, Lord, and I pray that you would bless them. Abundantly, I pray that you would bless our tithes and offerings, Lord God, that you would increase in us more and more, Lord God, as we increase in you and help us to increase in you. Help us to be seeking your face, seeking your hand, seeking your help every day, because, Lord, we need it. And I just praise you and I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I don't want us to forget the church app. There it is right there. Check out our church app. And don't you notice something nice about that screen? It's nice and crystal clear. That's the hard work of Joe putting in for this, getting everything all ready for our movie night. We got a new cord, new cord, new computer. We're ready to rock and roll. Amen. That looks great, doesn't it? That screen up there, that looks great. There is big difference in quality in the picture. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Joe. <laughs> thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Joe. Amen. All right. So don't forget to check out our church app. If you don't have it, you need to get it on your phone. You can subscribe to it, okay? It's this little bitty purple button. You click on that, and look at it all pops up. And when it pops up, it says giving, events, prayer. So if you have a prayer request, you can click on prayer, and it can put in a prayer request. You can type it in. You also can go to sermons. And if you click on sermons... I probably don't have internet here. I know I don't, because I'm not logged on. But when you click on sermons, it'll, it'll have all the sermons in the church. And Joe showed me last week that we actually got people following us, following the church and following the sermons, all over the world. Wow. Netherlands, Ireland, all over the place. Wow. South America. It's amazing. Germany. So, there's not a lot of them, but we're praying that the Lord is going to do the increase. Amen? Amen? So, Lord, I pray that you would bless this outreach of this church app, because it really is truly an outreach, and the sermons, and loading them, and all the work that goes into that. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing that we'd have a small little church in Wego. That's reaching all the way across the world. It's pretty, pretty awesome. 
Never would have envisioned that. Never would. But God's a God of miracles, amen? So if you don't have that church app on your phone, you need to download it and you need to subscribe. We need to get more subscribers. And you need to tell your friends and your family. Amen? All right, the title of my sermon is Watch Out That No One Deceives You. Watch out that no one deceives you. All right? And I'll tell you, this morning, Julie read to me a chapter in her book that she's been reading called The Call, and it's by Rick Joyner. And in the chapter that she read to me, he talks about the narrow road a little. And when you go... And when you get off that road, when you got off the narrow road, it had huge ditches that you couldn't get out of. Jesus says to us in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Sorry, Joe, I told you I was going to go all over the place. In Matthew chapter 7, in verses 13 and 14. I like that background. Pretty fancy. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. It says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate. And narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. And this morning as I was praying about what this sermon should be about, and seeking God, and getting into a panic mode because the time's getting short and I'm running out of time to prepare, Or to be prepared, I should say. God kept bringing up into my spirit the man of God from Judah in 1 Kings chapter 13. Now we can go back to that, Joe. And I want to read to you the whole chapter. And it's a warning. To us. To not be deceived by others. To stay the course. It's a warning to you. To stay the course with God. To stay the course on which God has given you. To follow it. Until God says not to. To be obedient to God and to His Word until completion. That's so important in our lives because it can lead to death if you do not follow it. The man of God from Judah. By the word of the Lord, a man of God came from Judah to Bethel. 
as Jeroboam was standing by the altar to make an offering. He cried out against that altar. By the word of the Lord, O altar, altar, this is what the Lord says. A son named Josiah will be born to the house of David. I knew he would sacrifice the priest of the high places who now make offerings here. And human bones will be burned on you. That same day the man of God gave a sign. This is the sign the Lord has declared. The altar will be split and the ashes on it will be poured out. When King Jeroboam heard what the man of God cried out against the altar at Bethel, he stretched out his hand from the altar and said, Seize him. But the hand he stretched out toward the man shriveled up so that he could not pull it back. Also, the altar was split apart and its ashes poured out according to to the sign given by the man of God, by the word of the Lord. The king said to the man of God, Intercede with the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored. So the man of God interceded with the Lord and the king's hand was restored and became as it was before. The king said to the man of God, Come home with me. And have something to eat, and I will give you a gift. But the man of God answered the king, Even if you were to give me half of your possessions, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water here. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord, You must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. So he took another road and did not return by the way he had come to Bethel. Now there was a certain prophet living in Bethel whose sons came and told him what he had said to the king. Or told him all that the man of God had done there that day. They also told their father what he had said to the king. Their father asked them, which way did he go? And his son showed him which road the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. And when they had saddled the donkey for him, he mentioned it. He mounted it and rode after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked, are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he replied. So the prophet said to him, Come home with me and eat. The man of God said, I cannot turn back and go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way you came. The old prophet answered, I too am a prophet, as you are, with an angel. I too am a prophet, with which you are. And an angel said to me, by the word of the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he was lying to him. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank at his house. 
While they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. He cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defiled the word of the Lord and have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in the place where he told you not to eat or drink. Therefore, your body will not be buried in the tomb of your fathers. When the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the prophet who had brought him back saddled his donkey for him. As he went on his way, a lion met both the donkey and the met both him on the road and killed him. And his body was thrown down to the road with both the donkey and the lion standing beside it. Some people who passed by said the body thrown down there, oh, excuse me, with the lion standing beside the body, and they went and reported it to the city where the old prophet lived. When the prophet who had brought him back from his journey heard of it, he said, it is the man of God who defied the word of the Lord. The Lord has given him over to the lion, which has mauled him and killed him. As the word of the Lord had warned him. This is why it's so important that we follow the word of the Lord. To the letter. To the T. So important. Because it can be death. It can be death to you. I mean, this example here was a man who, a man from Judah, a godly man from Judah, who was deceived by another prophet. It says in the Bible there, he actually lied to him. He totally deceived him. Lied. It's terrible. It's a warning to us and it's a warning to me to not be deceived by others, to stay the course that God has given to me and to this place and also for you. If God has given you a course, then you follow it. Until God has told you to do something else. Don't listen to man. I don't care who that man is. Don't listen to a woman. I don't care who that woman is. If God says it, then you do it. Do not be deceived by any man. Do not be deceived by another person saying that they're a prophet. As an example of this, I know that God has spoken to me about being me and not being someone else. And I'm saying that in regards to my, our sermons, my sermons that I have. That God doesn't want me to be reading other people's sermons and then giving their same sermons. If I believe that I'm a child of God, then I believe that God will speak to me. And he will use me. I also believe 
that when we started this church that we were not to solicit one person from any other church. We're not out there to rob people from other churches to come to our church. God will plant people here in this church that are supposed to be here. And I believe God has given me wisdom and discernment to be praying a hedge of protection over this place. That whoever does come here, when they walk through those doors every morning when I anoint them in the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, that they would walk through, they would be set free, and they would be delivered from the devil. And that this place would be holy ground. This place has been prophesied over it being holy ground. That God has got a that God has got an anointing here over this place. That and I believe it. And I have to obey what God has given me. Even though I'd like to see things be greater and bigger than what they are here. But I have to trust God knows what's best for us. And I've had people come up to me and say, I feel like, I feel like there's a, a, hedge, a hedge around this place that nobody can get in. And I say, praise God. Praise God. That means the devil can't get in here. Amen. Amen. But I know God has spoken to me about being me. He doesn't want us riding on the coattails of somebody else. And it's the same for you. You cannot... Ride on the coattails of my salvation. You have to earn, you have to not earn salvation, but you have to work out your salvation with your own fear and trembling. You cannot trust in me. You cannot rely on me. I've said it a million times. I cannot save a one of you. I can only lead you to the one who can save. And it's up to you to make the choice. God doesn't want you being somebody else. He wants you being you. And God's got a call on your life, just like he has a call on mine. And God will give you certain instructions for what you should be doing. And our job is just to trust him and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. Even this morning, when I'm sitting there and I'm praying, Lord, what is your word for today? What is your word? And I start to get my mind in a panic mode. Because I'm looking at the time, and it's slowly clicking away, or actually fastly clicking away. And I'm thinking, Lord, I've got an hour left. What's, what is your word for today for your people? I had to actually tell my mind to stop. Stop, stop, stop. Stop, pray, trust. Stop, pray, trust. And God has always been faithful to me. He's always given me a word. 
He's always given me something. And that's when he put in my spirit about this man of God from Judah. We don't even know the name of the man of God from Judah. We don't know the name of the man of God from Judah. But we know that he gave a powerful word. And his word was accomplished. But then we know he got deceived on his way back. And we know that his journey after he left the old prophet's house, he ends up getting attacked by a lion. Because he didn't obey God's word. We have to be faithful in the little things that God gives us. Faithful in the little things. We have to be obedient in the little things that God gives us. And God will be faithful in everything else. I think about this man of God from Judah. And I think, God, would we have known his word if he kept his word? He could have been another great prophet like Elijah or Elisha or Samuel. Or Daniel, or Jeremiah, or Isaiah. We don't know. We'll never know until we go to heaven. We have to be careful. We must be strong. Especially in today's day and age. We have to be strong in our faith. We have to be obedient to God's word to us. Because if we're not, then we're going to be deceived just like this man of God. And when we get deceived like this man of God, there's lions out there that are prowling around and roaring, waiting for someone to devour. The lions are out there looking for you. They're hiding in those ditches on that narrow road. And they're just waiting for you to veer off that road and to go into a ditch. And they're all along that road that leads to life. They're looking to steal you, to kill you, and destroy you. And some of those lions are out there proclaiming that they're the Christ. They're out there deceiving. Oh, come and meet me. Come and see me. I'm the Christ. I've come. And that's a deception and that's a lie. The Bible tells us we'll know it clear when Christ comes back. Because it says that every eye shall see, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. We'll all see the king coming in his glory on the clouds. Amen? In Matthew 24.
Matthew chapter 24, verses 4. We'll start there. 4 through 5. What did Jesus answer? Well, these are the signs of the end of the age. Jesus answered them. He said, watch out that no one deceives you. No one deceives you. For that prophet was deceived by another prophet of God who actually lied. He says, watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am Christ, and will deceive many. We have to be careful not to be deceived. Hold on. <laughs> My wife was saying, come back, come back, come back. And I thought she was talking to me. She's talking to little Oliver. We must be aware of the traps of the devil. Because if we're not aware of the traps of the devil, it just might cost us. And in some cases, like this man of God, it cost him his life. We have to be aware. We cannot be, we have to be, we have to be watchmen. We have to be seeking God. And when we're seeking God, God says that he will seek us. And then he'll find us. Jesus even told us, watch out that no one deceives you. Stay the course. Don't be deceived. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Well, we're seeing that right now, huh? You know what's interesting to me? Is I had kids yesterday come up to me and say, little kids, and say, did you see, did you see all of the attacks on TV? And, and I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, they're... They're like, did you see the war? I'm like, war? And these are little, you know, Oliver and Jackson. And they're talking about watching all the missiles coming over to the, over the dome, over the Iron Dome. Those kids are aware of what's going on. They see all of that. And they think, some of them think it's a video game. You know? It's not a video game. These are wars and rumors of wars is what we're hearing. It's all around us. We're living in the end days. You can see it all around you. That's why we must be alert always. Because our devil's out there and he's prowling around like in 1 Peter 5.8. He's prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He wants to destroy you. He wants to keep you from your calling. 
He wants to take you out, and you have to stop, pray, trust, obey. Stop, pray, trust, obey. You know, it's like stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> you got to stop. You got to trust. You got to obey. The devil is real. He's a liar, just like he lied to that prophet. And he will lie to you. Don't think you're exempt. He's a liar. All lies come from the devil. God is not a liar. God's ways are true and amen. God will never deceive you. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. He's always there for you. He's always there waiting for you. God, make straight your path every day. You get up. That's what I pray. God, make my path straight. Go before me. Make my path straight. Keep me on that narrow road so that I might not fall into a ditch and be devoured by a lion and then take me years to get my life back in order to get back on the narrow road. Save me. Lord, let me not be deceived by others, but give me discernment and wisdom and understanding. Lord, watch over my children and my grandchildren. Watch over our homes and our properties. Plead the blood of Jesus over your life, over your kids, over your house. That's what we need to be doing. You need to plead the blood of Jesus, for there's power in the blood. Of the shed blood of the Lamb, there's power in the blood. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Amen? There's healing. There's protection. There's covering under the blood. Plead the precious blood of Jesus over this place over this property, over our homes, over the church, over your car, wherever you go, plead the blood of Jesus over your kids, your grandkids, wherever they are and whatever they're doing. Lord, keep them on a straight and narrow path because wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and it seems like everybody's going down that road. Because it's easier. It's not easy being a Christian. It's easy to go down a wide road. It's easy to drive down a five-lane highway than it is driving down a two-lane road. We have to be wise. We have to be obedient. Thank you, Lord. I got all kinds of notes here. <clears throat> 
You know, Jesus doesn't want one of us to be lost. You know, it's a terrible thing when you're lost and you're going down the road and you don't know where you're at, especially when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't see any signs, no gas stations, the next, you know, you don't know exactly where you're at and you don't want to humble yourself and ask for directions at times. You just think, well, if I just keep on driving, I'll find, I'll end up somewhere. Well, after a while, you know, you can keep driving and you can watch the gas tank go down. You can start to panic. Right? And you'd be like, okay, now I've got, now I'm really starting to worry. Where am I going? Where am I at? Am I going to find a gas station? <clears throat> God will never leave you down windy roads like that. He'll make your road nice and straight for you. It's us that take and veer off the path that end up down the windy road. You know, it's our choices. God will be with you wherever you go. He'll make your path straight as an arrow. It's us that get off that path. We just need to follow him. He's the light unto our feet. Amen. Don't be Don't be deceived like that prophet, like that man of God. Don't be deceived by the sweet talk of the enemy that wants you to get off that straight and narrow path and says to you, "Come on, just jump on the highway. It's a little faster. Just jump over here on this highway. We'll get to your destination quicker. You know, sometimes that straight and narrow road that God goes on isn't always the fastest road. But I guarantee you this, it's the thoroughest road. You'll learn more from that. You won't bypass things at 50 or 60 miles an hour. You'll, you'll get an understanding. You'll learn. You'll build your character. It'll build your strength. Give you patience. Amen? Amen? We can all use a little more patience. Can all use a little more help. I know I can. Thank you, Lord. Father, I'm just going to pray for the for everyone, and then I'm going to close. Lord, I just thank you and praise you, Lord God, for this day. Lord, I pray for your anointing over this word, Lord God, that you've given. And I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, we would just glean from you and learn from you and learn from your word. Learn from these examples in your word. Lord God, for each person here, I pray for them. Lord God, and I pray that you would speak to us. Help us, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to bear, be where we should be. And that's with you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to follow you all the days of our lives. Not to worry or fret or race out. To find you, Lord God, it says that we can seek you right in our homes. We can seek you in our word and you'll find us, Lord God. 
Lord Jesus. I pray, and I pray, Lord God, that we don't live on the coattails of others, Lord God, but we would live, Lord God, we would live, Lord God, fully in all the blessings that you've given to us, knowing that you know each one of us individually, and that you have plans for each one of us individually to be who you've created us to be, not to be someone else, Lord God, but to be who you've called us to be. And I pray this, Lord God, I pray this for each person here and each person that hears, Lord God, this word, that, Lord God, that they would follow you all the days of their lives, that, Lord God, that the enemy would not steal us, would not pull us off that narrow path that you've got us on, that, Lord, we wouldn't be deceived by the enemy, by any sweet talk, by any sweet preaching or Lord God, anything like that that tickles our ears, but Lord, we would follow you, Lord God, and we would trust you, and we would complete the mission you've called us to do, Lord Jesus. I pray, and I praise you and thank you, Lord God, for all the blessings you've given to us, all the blessings you've given to me with my family and my children and grandchildren, Lord God, all the things you've done, I give you all the praise and honor and glory. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. You guys may have a great day. Amen.